much for coming back uh, to our podcast number two, uh, Any Given Run Day. Today I have my co-host here and partner, uh, JP. Uh, well, at least we know him as JP. Uh, yeah. JP, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, this is JP. No. <laughs> Joseph Perez, for anybody that doesn't know. Yeah, so today, um, well, last time that we were recording, uh, you got to hear the story of myself and my wife, Blanca, how we met, you know, how running has been a big part of our life. So now what we're going to do today is learn a little bit about, uh, we're not going to go through his whole story, but we're going to learn a little bit about JP and how maybe he got started and where he is now, so that you, you know, have a little insight on who your hosts are. Interesting. Um, so we'll start with one question and then we'll just kind of go and see where this leads so jp have you always run uh not distance i've always run as a supplement to my normal workouts um so you know of course high school sports and then college intramurals after you know college going into you know past age 21 um i'd run three or four miles here to supplement a little bit of weight training mostly just short distance stuff yeah. you know maybe just like a what we would call a shakeout run really <laughs> nothing as far as you know running 15 or 20 milers anything like that but that was i've always it's always been a part it's just never been what it is now for me yeah i know that uh one of the we've been We've known each other for how long now? A year and a half, two years maybe? maybe? Almost a couple. A couple years? Yeah. And I remember that you're telling me that for the most part you do a lot of cycling, at least back then, right? Yeah. That was kind of what you did. Yeah, it was about 1,500 to 2,000 miles a year for about almost 10 years if I had to put a number on it. And still working out, still running real short distances, that kind of thing. But yeah, primarily a road cyclist. And so when would you say that you officially... When did it change? When did it change? Yeah. <laughs> when did you go from cycling to running? Because I'm sure you still got on the bike here and there, but yeah. But now, I mean, it's 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 running right it's, now. <laughs> it's running. Yeah. Um, I think around, around age 48, I'm 51 now. I think my first distance race was like 2016 or 2017, uh, the Alamo Half Marathon, 13.1 to then, to me, that was a marathon distance because uh, my body didn't know any different um and i thought you know what i'd like to try to finish one before i turned 50 and i think i was about 47 48 years old back then so i gave it a shot didn't really train i think i did mostly six <laughs> and seven milers here and there and never got up early on sundays to run long runs never got up on saturdays early i would bike more and then i would throw in a six or seven mile run just to get through it but no no formal training and i finished that one and was this always through like in your neighborhood or through just a on park? completely on my own yeah. uh leon creek greenway i live right off uh, of one of the main uh, tra- uh trailheads and so i just would uh bike out of my garage and then run out of my garage mm-hmm. which is it would be less less than less than half a mile really yeah. so it's Getting through the Walmart parking lot. So usually everyone has a reason for wanting to run, whether it's the 5K, the 10K, or whatever your first race is. Mm-hmm. What was your reason? Why did you suddenly just say, hey, I'm going to run or why a half marathon? Why? Why? Yeah, primarily um, just testing my limits because um, I knew I was not a distance runner. I've always been a fan of Ironman, right? Ironman full and, and of course, half. But primarily Ironman full because they show it. I think it's NBC. They show mm-hmm. Kona. They show all the the elites, and then they would show kind of. They would focus. Of course, they show you the elites, the guys that are going to w- either win or place, and then they would kind of focus on the regular people that are in it, and then they would focus on actors that are in it. The kind of. But I'm like, eh, I think I could probably get through a half, and then we'll see about a full Ironman. Already cycle, right? <laughs> I, I got the bike. Down. I can bike, but. 
what was fascinating it was been fascinating for me because I've been watching it several years I don't always catch it when it comes on but I, I've been following here and there and I'm, I'm not I don't know all the names now but I would uh, just be fascinated how okay you swim you mm-hmm. bike 112 and then you run a marathon <laughs> and that was the part that got me so I was like how do you run a marathon after a hundred and I think it's 112 on the bike and then still manage to run so I said, you know what, I, I, I'm a cyclist, I'm definitely not a swimmer. So I thought for that first year that I decided, hey, before you turn 50, you want to finish a marathon. That's kind of primarily, you know, you come up on that 50 number. Yeah. It's like, what haven't I done yet? <laughs> and of course, I haven't climbed Mount Everest and I haven't done a full Ironman. And, um, I have a fascination with Mount Everest, but I don't think I'm ever going to climb it. Uh, it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought as a cyclist, I'm like, okay. Let me back off the bike. Let me deconstruct what I can do as an athlete, okay? Let's see what it takes to get good at running um, and running distance, you know, half marathon, full marathon, and then just see what my body can do at this age with whatever injuries I've sustained in high school and college and uh, even in well into adult past college. <laughs> um, you know, what, what does my body still have left? At the at my age, yeah. which was about 47, 48 years old at the time, so that's that's how it transitioned, and so kind of looking and say, okay, there's a half. Let me do a half. I, I think I can manage that. So I knew my fitness level was pretty high. My cardio was high um, from biking and and my short distance running. I've always been into fitness and working out. Uh, some years more than others, but that's how it kind of transitioned. Yeah, and. See when I first when I first ran or when I first trained for a half marathon, I was not a part of a group. I had no idea how to train. Let's be honest, I had no idea how to train. How many years ago was that? Eight nine years ago for my first half. Yeah, Yeah. I just took the sport. I took the challenge as anything else. You tend to progress. You tend to get better. You a little more every week or a little more every other two weeks or whatever. Um, Did you read any kind of book? Did you? follow any kind of athlete like what did you as far as learning how to run distance well for your first half no 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 it was just six seven miles a couple three days a week uh, a lot of biking uh, some weightlifting uh, but that was it were you pretty confident that was enough uh i thought so right i thought so um going back to that first alamo i think i looked up my time yesterday with all the time we have now at home and we'll get into that later (laughs) But I think I finished in two hours and change. Oh. Yeah, that was my speed back then. So I finished it, and it hurt. That took everything I had. That's good. My first my first half, again, not knowing how to train was a 202. Mm-hmm. So, which right is there. funny, when I, when I, when I uh, registered first, and they, it asked you if I, I don't know, I think reasons to do that, what's your uh, estimated time? Yeah, I, I had no idea. <laughs> I put four hours. Wow. And, and that put me in corral that time for the rock and roll. Yeah. 31 or something. Yeah. But turns out I was... Faster than that. Faster than that. Double that. Yeah. Man. Double faster. Yeah. Cool. So I mean that that's 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 uh, it's always something to think back and see. Okay, this is where I started. This is where I am now. Um, so after your first experience, after running your first half, tell I me think it. the next one uh, I wanted to do it again. See if I could get a little better. Um, and I think uh, that one. My next one was probably the rock and roll half. Um, Same 2017, distance. 2017. Still, still running on your own. Still, still running, on, your running own. on my own. Yeah, nobody there. I get to the rock and roll. Of course, thousands and thousands of people. 
I don't really know hardly anybody. I knew one or two runners. So I was just kind of warming up, stretching out on my own, back in Corral 20-something, you know. Uh, it was good weather, so thank w goodness. Were you wearing the right clothes, or were you, like me, wearing cotton on my first half marathon? <laughs> I think I wore cotton. I'd have to go back and look at a picture to see. I do know for that Alamo half, I wore a cotton, not a singlet, but it was just a... I guess you call it muscle shirt or whatever, yeah. but it was cotton. <laughs> but I think it wasn't super hot either. I don't remember. It was, yeah, maybe it was a little warm. But yeah, I didn't know any better. <laughs> and I, uh, I, I don't even know what shoes. I'd love to go see pictures of what shoes I, know, I was right? wearing. I was like, oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> what are you doing? Did you, you really didn't know. Did you get to improve on that second race? Did you? I don't remember the finishing time for that. So I'd have to look it up and see if I did. I don't think I got any slower, but I, I probably did improve on that. Yeah. Just because I had a better feel for it, I think. I'm curious to see now. I'll have to go back and look up the race results. Yeah. And check it out. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> so you've now run two halves. This is what, 2017? Yeah, I think it was 2016, then 2017. 2017. And yeah. Were you still training by yourself at that time? Yep. Still yeah. training by myself. Still training. I, I didn't even look up training plans online. Nothing. No. Just so 2018 it. rolls around. What did you do then as far as uh, you can remember? May of 2018, uh, I yeah. found a group, IAAP Training. Okay. Shout out. And uh, How did you come across them? I came across them through Stefania. Okay. Yeah. Uh, while cycling on the Greenway. Okay. Um, and it was kind of flooded and so her and I were kind of stuck at the same intersection because we couldn't get through but I said I told her hey I know a way we can go around mm -hmm. one time I, I messaged her I said hey are you gonna ride today and she goes no I'm, I'm running with the group you know and I'm like what group well Monday Wednesday we meet at Breckenridge High School we run at seven o'clock I'm like all right cool I said can I go check it out she's like yeah so I show up and she wasn't there, so I knew nobody. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that the worst? Cold turkey, yeah, man. I'm like, who is everybody? And there was about 30, 40 people there, right? Yeah. But I'm pretty outgoing, and I'm not shy or scared, so I'm like, eh, just jump in and do yeah. what they do and introduce yourself around. And, yeah. You know, um, I don't remember if the first one... I think it was a track workout, so it must have been a Wednesday. And then, of course, I learned on Mondays, uh, fart like interval runs, and then Wednesdays are track interval runs, and then in between you run on your own, and then mm -hmm. Sunday long run. I just started going, and I'm like, okay, so this is how you kind of train, this is how you train. And really, I joined in May, so they I don't think they were full-blown into a marathon training program because the target date's generally uh, December, right, yeah. for the run. I think we all, at least here in San Antonio, I think most of us focus on, or most groups in town yeah. Focus on rock and roll San Antonio because that is our it's local and race, it's you know. uh, cooler. I don't want to say cold because I yeah. don't think it's been freezing cold on a rock and roll in, in a little bit. Maybe, yeah, a couple, three years ago, uh, three years ago for sure, I think. But um, yeah, so I just started doing running with them Mondays, Wednesdays, showing up consistently, running on my own Tuesdays and Thursdays, kind of just uh, maintenance miles, three or four miles. I like to run on my lunch hour at work. Mm -hmm. um, we do have a good trail system at USAA, and there's uh, some inclines, and it's undulating. Uh, so it's a really good workout, and I do a couple of repeat. I repeat a few of the hills, and then I just run back in, take a shower, and change, and go back to my desk. Yeah. But So that, I would do that on primarily Tuesdays, Thursdays, um, on my own. And then, of course, Monday, Wednesday, started going to IAP pretty consistently. And how do you 
Because you said this was May. Had you already signed up for Rock and Roll again, or, or I don't remember if I was. I doubt it. No, I no. don't think I was. No. I think I signed up afterwards just to say, okay, let me see it now. I want to do the full twenty six point two that year. <laughs> that year, May. Yeah. Uh, yeah, started training May of twenty eighteen and ran the first one December twenty eighteen. Okay, full twenty six point two distance. Yeah. Okay, and how'd you do then? Uh, Three fifty two. Yeah. So I broke four. That's good. Usually, but, usually. Two is legit, yeah, benchmark for most halves, and then four is a benchmark for, um, or at least the popular number that I hear thrown around amongst uh, runners. Yeah, um, and that seems to be almost universal, yeah. really, uh, for those numbers. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of, and of course, just like 20 minutes for the 5K, right? You yeah. You want to try to break 20. But... Um, yeah, so trained all summer, May, June, July, August, everybody knows in San Antonio, that's, we know what we go through. At, the at heat, that point, heat. they already knew you as JP, right? Yeah, at that point, I think <laughs> I was, I was on, somewhere around age 47, people would quit calling me Joe or Joseph, and they just shortened my name to JP, yeah. so it wasn't me, it's just what people started calling me. So when you, sorry, when you went to IAP, you, I guess you introduced yourself ask that or not yet or eventually Gosh, i don't know I, I might have said joe or joseph okay. and, and then after a while it just turns into once everything got comfortable <laughs> yeah right? yeah there's a lot of jps out there uh, yeah i'm pretty sure um so then you ran rock and roll marathon 2018 december 2018 and then that brings us to 2019 which was this past year yeah, which has been as I mean, we just started twenty twenty, but the, this past year you did did really well. Yeah, um, at, in the beginning when I was training in twenty eighteen, uh, I didn't even know I could finish twenty six point two without stopping. Um, I didn't know if I was going to run a walk. You know, after ten miles, I didn't know if um, I didn't know if my body was going to you know I was going to handle that kind of mileage, especially at a race pace. Um, I, I'm curious now to go back and look at my splits. I knew nothing about split, you know, negative splitting any kind of race. Mm -hmm. Um, that was something that happened later. You know, it was just like, okay, get through the first 13, then see what you can do on the second 13. Yeah. See if you can finish, you know, and then, you know, try to finish. But, uh, yeah, I think coming in at 352, uh, breaking four. First, I didn't know I could. First, I didn't know I could finish, and I didn't know I could break four, and then I, of course, that did. So those were really the two benchmarks for me yeah. uh, on that first one, my first marathon ever. And then from there, your goals just get steeper and steeper, don't they? I mean, I mean, yeah. As a runner or someone who's like just loves a sport, you, yeah, you tend to want to be like, okay, so what's the next? How does this work? I didn't yeah. know how any of it worked. I mean, I you were still new to it if you think about it. It's my freshman year yeah. of running. Yeah. Yeah. So. And really going to these group practices or trainings or just being around other runners who have multiple years of running under their belt. What well, I mean, seriously running, mm -hmm. not just kind of running. Yeah. Uh, runners that have been, later you learn about the world majors, you know, runners that have done that and finished uh, multiple times. More than the training, it was the knowledge um, that I picked up from all these runners. Everybody yeah. that knew, people that knew what they were doing. <laughs> well, talking, talking about, you know, the runners and that, uh, especially the IAP, you know, there's so much experience there. But then what were your thoughts when they said, hey, this group is run by a former professional who's run all over the world? I mean, what were your thoughts then? Yeah, it took, it, it took a while to... To comprehend, because back then, when my very first year of running, I mean, you're trying to learn, you know, 
the last 50 years of what's been happening in the running world, yeah. you know, in one, in one six to eight month period. So it's a lot to take in mm-hmm. what it actually means, right? Um, like, what are elite athletes? Who are they? Who are they? You know, who is the, what's the history of the sport? Yeah. You know, um, you know, um, who's won Boston the last 10 years? Who's won, you know, New York, London? You know, it just goes on and on. It's just trying to learn everything at one time. So it's a lot to take in and appreciate. Mm-hmm. But then knowing that Jose was at that level, Olympic level, getting there, and being there, and um, it's just, it's fascinating once you get into what runners can do, yeah. and especially to, to know one on a, on a weekly, maybe almost a daily basis at some points. So now you've been, I mean, you've got two, couple halves, couple of, one two, full, one full, one yeah. full under your belt. Yeah, you're going into 2019. You're more comfortable with IAP. You've been, you kind of got this streak going, and then, you know, as the days are coming by, the months are passing. You start hearing, okay, oh, I'm gonna go run Chicago. I'm gonna go run um, yeah. in Mexico. I'm gonna go run here and there. And then here comes JP saying that I'm gonna go up north to this really very unknown marathon to at least Texans here, as far as I know. Yeah, to a really small race, and that this is where I'm going to qualify, and it's. Not that it was a big shock or surprise, right? But you're like, you start thinking, okay, you got Marine Corps, Chicago, and then you said, I'm going to go run uh, Mohawk Hudson River. <laughs> <laughs> Albany, New York. Albany, New York. Yeah, and people are like, where? What? Huh? But uh, yeah, so, you know, ran one marathon and thought, of course, do another one in a year. I, I didn't really plan on doing one six months later because I had no intention of traveling in June or July or anywhere. Um, but I knew I could probably, well, let me tell you, uh, I finished rock and roll December, 2018, right? Mm-hmm. 2018. I have an aunt that's lived in Albany, New York for 40 plus years. Uh, she's raised her entire family up there. Um, she's a marathoner, a Boston finisher as well. My aunt Annie, shout out. Um, <laughs> she was very excited for me to see that I was running distance cause I posted on, on Facebook and she's, she follows Facebook and, and me. She had something showed up at my doorstep. And I was like, who ordered this? It was, I didn't order it. Did you order it? <laughs> and it was kind of big. And it was a, a picture frame. And it was to put my race medal, my bib, in a picture. Oh, nice. Right? And I'm like, oh, it was really nice. Right? It's on my <laughs> wall in my office at home. And um, so she was super excited. And she, we had a conversation, of course, had several. And she's like, you should come run in New York. And I'm like, the New York City Marathon? And, and I'm like, I don't know if I can do that, but we'll see. And she's like, no, in Albany, we have a marathon. I qualified for Boston by running the Mohawk Hudson River Marathon. And she's run it multiple times. And I'm like, mm, okay, let me, let, me, let me think about it. Let me see if I can, you know, get the airfare. You know, of course, we were going to stay with her. She invited us to stay with her. And it was, you know, way, way, you know, this is like January, right? And I have all the way till October 13th. That's the date of the race, October 13th, 2019. So we kind of penciled it down, you know. Uh, Later on, a couple, maybe three days later, I got on the Mohawk website, Mohawk Hudson River website, looked at it, saw the topography of it, and I'm like, I kind of like that. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like, wow. And I'm talking all northern New York uh, in the in October, be nice and chilly. Uh, I had never run a cold marathon. Yeah, I just I hadn't run it hard. I only ran one. Yeah, and uh, of course I 
I know in with meeting so many runners now in this for in that first year, you know, people fly. You know, they go to multiple Chicago's, multiple New Yorks. You know, CIM in California multiple times. Grandma's marathon, and I'm like, you know, I had no idea. I had to buy a calendar, and I bought a paper calendar just to open in a book. You know, got the idea from Cassie Ruiz. Shout out mm-hmm. to Cassie. <laughs> um, she showed up because she would race and race. And I'm like, how do you keep track of these dates? You know, I try to do it in my iPhone and my calendar and electronically. But I, uh, some things I'm very much a paper guy. Uh, so she opened up her calendar and it was full <laughs> and organized. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to Walmart and I bought me one. And I just started writing the dates of all these races and more importantly, uh, the deadlines for the price increases because no oh, matter yeah. what race I signed up for, I kept missing the price and I would pay the more expensive price. So that helped me keep track of that. So got on the website, Mohawk Hudson River, look at the date, October 13th. Okay, well, is registration fee? When does the price change? Because I know, you know, push is going to come to shove and I'm going to have to pay and I don't want to pay more than I have to. Of if, course. Uh, especially, if, I mean, if it goes up $10, you know, but if it goes up 30 or 40 I'm going to be like, dang it, I should have signed up early. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and so, you know, I think we uh, used our airline miles, my wife and I, to go visit. And I said, you want to go to New York? <laughs> and the end, she loved, you know, to travel. So I'm like, we're going to stay with my aunt. Uh, so we ended up being in Albany, New York, five nights, right? Okay. Which is which is awesome. So uh, got up there on a Wednesday uh, late afternoon, and I was able to um, the next day on Thursday we toured New York City. You know, we kind of skimmed the surface on all the major sites, went up the World Trade Center, and I thought, do I really want to tour New York City before my marathon? You know, I don't want to put too much time on my feet, that much time on my legs. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, we have to because I can't do it after. We just yeah. The timing wouldn't allow for afterwards. And we were going to be there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then run on Sunday and fly back on Tuesday. Okay. But I thought mo- that Monday afterwards, uh, I'm kind of going to be tired <laughs> you know, after a marathon. So we, we did it early. And so I was able to get there. I had a, a few shakeout runs. Uh, but it was spectacular because training all summer in San Antonio – all the way up through October 10th or 9th, however that fell on that Wednesday, hot and humid every single, almost every single day. There was no cold weather days. It's hot, it's humid, and you're technically on a different calendar than what IAP was on because they were turning for rock and roll, right? For December, yeah. yeah. So it turns out um, that Cassie was going to Chicago. Chicago, yes. So, and it's, it was on the exact same day, October 13th. So you she had and I, someone, right? Yeah, we had yeah. very similar mileage, um, and uh, we ran a lot of our mileage in long runs. We did a few of those together. You know, it's like, hey, we got to do 22 today. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah. we're going to do it. And based on our schedules, we'd run it with IAP on a Sunday or start an hour early, um, stuff um, you know, just whatever our schedules would permit, would permit. But it, it's always good to have somebody else that's on your training schedule, even if it's just one other person. Because yeah. um, it, it's just hard to, to, you know, find sometimes to find people that want to run 18 miles on Sunday when they don't really need, need to. to. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so that helped a lot um, to have someone else with you on the same timeline. Yeah. And so... You know, but from what I was going to get at is we train all summer, which summer is like, what, 10 months around here? <laughs> and uh, you get on a plane, fly to Albany, 
and you go from you know 85 to 90 humid and all of a sudden you're in 45 to 50 degree weather which was spectacular yeah it was i i tell people it was like running inside an air-conditioned alamo dome yeah <laughs> you know it was spectacular um did some shakeout we did i did a few shakeout runs each day i ran like a couple three miles stretched just to get nice and and loose and make sure everything was okay, test out the shoes again, yeah. you know, all that stuff. But yeah, so I was able to get there three or four days in advance, which helps a lot. Oh, yeah. Especially when you're traveling somewhere you've never been. Yeah. Uh, well, I had been there when I was like 10, but we're talking a 40-year gap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, don't, you don't really know it. I, I remember bits and pieces, but yeah, yeah. I, sh- I, I waited too long to go back. So do you want the rest of the story? Well, you could tell, <laughs> tell us if you can give us a quick rundown of your run. I mean... In, yeah, just, yeah. Just, I'll give you the... Because, I mean, we, I know we many, were definitely very excited for you, you know, mm-hmm. when you had your result. I mean, it's, you, did a, you did very good. Yeah, so uh, so December 2018 to October was, I guess, ended up being about 10 months apart. I show up to, to this packet pickup, right, on Saturday, and it's small. It is, <laughs> it is a packet pickup. It is not... Literally walk in, pick it pick it up yeah it, it was tiny not much of an expo a few vendors with tables and, and but not nothing like rock and roll or any of the majors that, that you have may, anybody may have been to and i'm like oh, all right no problem i'm here to run for for time so this yeah. is it so got my my packet got my number took a few pictures went home and uh you know slept very well this was kind of i noticed the night before the marathon, I was just jotting down notes, you know, okay, how fast can I run? I mean, I don't know. I don't want to start too fast and blow up at mile 20 or, or sooner. had no idea. And I, and I posted pictures of the notes I was writing down, and I think I was going to start at like 8.45 per mile and see if I could get down to about a 3.45 finishing mm-hmm. time. If I hit that or faster, that was... And you would have been happy. I would have been happy. And and to be honest with you, I did not know what the Boston qualifying standard was. I just didn't look it up because it wasn't even an option for me. I mean, it's definitely a goal, but that wasn't the race yet. No, no, it wasn't the race yet. I was just, okay, see if you can go faster than 352. Yeah. So, yeah, I get to the, um, you know, to the starting area nice and early it's really chilly it's probably low 40s um so i had my i had my throwaway stuff i had my throwaway pants throwaway jacket and i'm like okay you know because that's what you learn (laughs) your first year and you talk to people it's like oh yeah okay that's a good idea and uh it was so small i was able to just bag all my stuff and check it in the gear and keep it yeah (laughs) (laughs) so uh i just put it in gear check and, and really, it literally looked like a local 5 or 10K. I was like, where's all the people? Yeah. Right? Uh, afterwards, I learned that the total race had about 1,600 runners. Okay. They start the, twi- the, the marathoners uh, basically at the top, 26.2 miles from the finish line, and the half marathoners at the halfway mark, okay. which is awesome. So it turns out out of the 1,600, there was only 791 of us that were actually marathon running. So uh, 1,600, there was 700, not 50%, but you're not that far from it. Yeah, yeah. small numbers. Yeah. Though. You small know, numbers. very small numbers. It was on a greenway along the, the Hudson River, Mohawk Hudson River, and uh, mostly asphalt. Uh, went through neighborhoods as well. Um, uh, net negative downhill. There was a little, a couple, a few inclines, not much, nothing that I hadn't trained for. Yeah. For those that don't know, I mean, you can run, you can find some pretty good hills in San Antonio, uh, which was always part of 
the marathon training for that particular training block. Um, you know, and I started with, uh, found the 345 Pacers, uh, and I stayed with them. But, you know, in the beginning, the first, I knew it, I knew it 5K and then almost 10K, I'm like, this feels good. You know, I'm like, and I think I was holding at a 750 pace. Mm -hmm. I was ahead of them. And I'm like, okay, you're going too fast. Is this really happening? You know, mm-hmm. um, what? Because nothing in my training indicated that I could run that fast yeah. for that long. Of course, at 10k, no problem, right? Any any marathoner at 10k is feeling good once once their body warms up. Um, but I'm like, I said, all right, hold this pace. Just hold your 750. See what you can do reassess yeah. you know it uh you know mile 10 12 you know see if you can hold press a little i think and when i got to 13.1 and i could you know I, I knew a lot of people were tracking me too i could um a lot of people told me they would and and any any once you start learning who everybody is this is well into i've known everybody yeah, for a while funny. now yeah so everybody knows you're, you know, that you're traveling and they, you know, you post your bib number and they track you. So every time I hit those timing mats, I knew people were like, I got to get, you know, I want to get to the halfway mark in 145, which I hit in 144. Okay. And so that's right. That's still right under an eight minute mile. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, OK, I said, you know what? You, let's go. Let's just see what I hold that pace. Hold yeah. that pace. And I kept catching pace groups ahead of me. Okay. You know, I was 345, I caught the 325 pace group. That's a pace group. I've never caught a pace group before <laughs> ahead of me. Um, actually, no, I caught a couple of pace groups before I got to 325. Okay. When I got to 325, it was probably mile 20. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, it took me that long to catch them. But I was just pacing at 750, 745, 750, 745. You know, just look, I look at my watch a lot. I know it's probably better not to, but I'm, I I don't wear headphones at, at, in distance races. So I've never run, worn them in half marathon, the two halves or the two fulls. So my mind stays occupied with the timing. I'm yeah. looking at my pace. How's my body feeling? A couple of phantom pains at mile 20, a hot spot in my foot that never happens. I stepped in a, a, a small pothole enough to kind of wobble, but not enough to hurt. And I was like, damn, that was close. And I was like, dude. I'm like, all right, pay attention, pay attention. You're running through city streets, you know. Yeah. You know, it could be anything. It could be a, a broken bottle. It could be, you know, uh, uneven pavement, uh, anything. Um, so that's when it kind of woke me up, you know, to, hey, pay attention. And you're, I mean, you're, you're, you're nearing the end And here. I'm pushing a 750 pace, yeah. 748 for 20 miles, which I've never done before. Never happened. And nothing indicated in my training uh, looking at all my Garmin data that I could run that fast for that long. Yeah. Lots shorter distances for sure, but nothing past the half. So my mile 20, and I, I hung with them, right? And there was only one other uh, Person. Uh, female with running with them. And they were just kind of running along, and I'm feeling okay. You know, you can you start feeling at 20, 20 miles. And I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, we're just kind of doing an active recovery. We're going to hold it, and then we're going to pick it up a little bit. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to stick with you guys for a minute. And then it kind of felt like they were running too slow oh. for me, which means my body felt better. Yeah, it doesn't mean that they were slowing down necessarily. You just I felt good. You just felt good. And yeah. I'm like, okay. This, I mean, I was working. It wasn't easy at that point. It was only easy the, maybe the first half because it, there was such a um, – um, the temperature was great. 
you know, temperature has everything to do with it yeah. uh, for me. And I know a lot of runners. So I pushed ahead. I said, hey, I'm going to move up a little. I'm going to keep going. And he's like, all right, man, go for it. And then so as soon as I said that, you know, at mile 22, it really started to hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I had my family met me three or four times along the way. Um, and I was able to see him at, every, at a few turns, yeah. which is awesome. And I was able, I had, um, oh, before the race started, I had an aunt and uncle. Didn't know they were going to be there. They flew up from Houston. Oh, wow. Uh, my aunt Yoli and uncle Carlos. Uh, he was also a marathon runner, distance runner, and a Boston Marathon finisher. So, the, so like maybe two days before they show up, just walk through my aunt's kitchen. I'm like, what are y'all doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, oh, I couldn't believe it. I was just, it was, it was crazy. I'm like, y'all, what y'all, y'all came here? Yeah. He's like, yeah. And, and they kind of, my uncle baited me a little bit. He's like, when's your marathon again? Like a few days earlier by text and, oh, okay. And what's your bib number? And you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. He was just kind of baiting me along, setting me up <laughs> for that. Uh, but it meant a lot. It meant the world to have that much family there far away from San Antonio, you know. And I'm like, okay, no pressure now, you know. I got two yeah. Boston finishers in the family, and I'm yeah. just here running the marathon, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was like, okay, uh, no problem. And really, I, I did forget to mention, I think, that uh, it was the when I was writing my notes for how fast I wanted my pace to be, it was the calmest I've ever felt before a race. It was very peaceful. I wasn't mm-hmm. nervous. I wasn't... Um, by the way, this was also the, the weekend that uh, Kipchoge broke one one fifty nine or broke two hours. Oh, okay. Yeah, same, same weekend. weekend. Big running weekend. Yeah. Oh, Chicago too. There was a lot of uh, news about Chicago happening too. So it was a big weekend for marathoning. Yeah. And 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 the running world in general. Yeah, it was the calmest I ever felt before a race, before any five, ten k, half full. Um, and I and I, I took a minute just to appreciate that because I'm like you know you're running a marathon tomorrow yeah. <laughs> you know and and usually i'm up till one o'clock in the morning because i can't sleep i'm just putting, Think, uh, i'm sure a lot of us are like that <laughs> yeah and so you know just putting my stuff together you know putting the bib number on your singlet and shoe socks taking your flat stanley picture of your stuff and just kind of <laughs> okay how's it gonna go in the morning when i get up at 5 a.m okay you know just kind of you, your mind races yeah um this one I felt very calm. I slept very well. I think, you know, I might have been in bed by 10 p.m., which That's is unusual. Good. I think going to the East Coast helped with the time because it was later and it was getting dark fast. Oh, okay. And so I think that helped calm me down early yeah. because you're in a different time zone. If like 3 o'clock in the afternoon or 4 o'clock, it's like the sun was starting to set, yeah. you know, that early. And you're like, your body just kind of, you know, I was not, I, I didn't feel like I was on Texas time just because that getting dark faster helps. So round, round, round it out here. You're, you're past mile 22. You're getting back I'm, to I'm, <laughs> You're hurting a little. Obviously, I mean, who wouldn't be a little tired then? Mm-hmm. But you've kept up the pace. Mm-hmm. You're three, maybe at this point, two miles left. Uh, four at mile twenty-two, yeah, yeah. four point two. What's what's? Well, everything started to hurt. Uh, you know, you start working, um, especially, um, you know, hammies start to fire off. Like it starts to to you know pluck like a guitar string yeah. me a little bit. I would see people pulling off, you know, just walking at at twenty-three, twenty-four, you know, just walking off, and that 
you know, and I'm just like, okay, keep going, keep going. And it just started hurting more and more. Mm-hmm. Mile 24, of course, mile 25. And, and at mile 25, the 325 pacers are coming up behind me. They caught me. Oh, man. Right? <laughs> because I started, I guess I started slowing down or they yeah. started speeding up. Started I don't know which. Yeah. And I said, I'm just going to hang with you. He's like, yeah, man, go for it. Just stay with us. Stay with us. Stay with us. Pacer was very good, very calm. He was a strong runner. Um, and once we got to like 25 and a half, he's like, go for it, man. Just if you got it, go. And so I took off ahead and I finished at uh, 324. 324. 324. 322, right? And, I'm, and my family knew. I didn't know, but they're like, you qualified for Boston. <laughs> you qualified for Bob. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, I'm just trying to catch my breath. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? I'm like, what? no, I'm like, I, I don't know. I didn't care. I was in so much pain at that point. <laughs> I was just like, uh, I guess I'll look it up later. Uh, I don't know. You know, they had, I think my uncle had it on his phone, but I met the qualifying standard of 325. Yeah. And well, below 325 and faster. So I qualified by minus 38 seconds. But as you start learning, uh, (laughs) they subtract about four to five minutes. I think uh, for Boston 2020 was the lowest they'd ever reduced the standard. And I think it was a minute and 39 seconds. So I thought, well, I only made it by 38 seconds. But I met the standard, which was way, way beyond my wildest dreams as a runner. Yeah, I could meet the standard about 10 months after my very first marathon. Yeah. I just didn't And know. even two years into, what, two years maybe? Or three years into real, like, when you started running, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it took from age 48 to age 50, you know, uh, to kind of get there. But I was very consistent with all my runs. Uh, I followed the prescribed training plan that uh, Coach Jose from my AP had. Um, stayed with the intervals, built up my mileage, you know, peaked, brought back the mileage back down, you know, listened to everything you had to say um, as far as remaining uninjured, you know, arriving fresh and uh, with no nagging injuries, man. I think that makes all the difference. Yeah. And then the right course, the right temperature, you know, I think it just all dialed in. And I knew probably at mile 15, I'm like, okay, you're going for it. You know, uh, I didn't know it was the standard, but I just said, you're going to hold this pace and just yeah. keep going. Because at mile 15 or so, I'm like, you need to back off. You need to slow it down. You need to slow down because you still got mile 20. You know, you still got 10 miles to go. 10 miles to go, yeah. you know, and it can change like that. Yeah. It can change. You can go from mile 24 to 25, and it's just a whole different race. You're walking. Yeah. You know, you're just cramping up, you're walking, your body won't go. At some point, you just, you know, was today that day? Was today the day I'm going to hold this pace? Is today that it happens, you know, the days you read about or have heard about on podcasts or listen to other runners that you know yeah. that, like, I just did it, you know, I just held the pace. And I said, you know what, you didn't come this far just to come this far. So just go, you know, see what you got. Yeah. Eventually, I learned that the standard was 325 because I, once I was able to recover and, you know, I had to drink, uh, I think it was chicken broth. This was the first race I saw where they had a, I guess it was like a giant coffee machine, but it was chicken broth. And I started cramping up real bad in the mm-hmm. tents because uh, I went to get a massage, but they had three or four people working on me because I was cramping so bad and they, they brought me the chicken broth <laughs> to drink and I, 
my family thought I was having a heart attack. Sorry oh, about that. <laughs> They're like, you might want to go look. They call me Jojo. You might want to go look at Jojo. Because <laughs> I had like literally four people around me. Like, you know, I guess they thought they were trying to revive yeah, you me. Finished, you finished fast enough where they had extra hands at that point at least. Oh, yeah, that early. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, that helped. But they didn't want anybody dying on them too. So yeah. they... they uh, but I was fine. It was just... Um, I think uh, hamstrings and even in my back, like behind my ribs, just I, they were just popping up everywhere. I just didn't have enough sodium, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I learned from that, you know, more sodium, more electrolytes, yeah. refuel. I'm just barely learning how to refuel during that mar- during a marathon. Um, you can be running for five, ten years, and every year you tend to learn something new. Yeah, it, um, it's about the sport or even your how your body reacts to the sport, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's And on that day, yeah. you know, it could be the exact same training plan, exact same temperature and a different day and a different result. Yeah. You know, the consistency, it's just, you know, what does your body want to do? What is your mind? What can you will your body to do? But any given day, that's why we're... We, yeah. Any given any run day, given man. Any run day, man. <laughs> So I have a... Um, this is a game I played with Blanca last time. Uh-oh. Uh, it's a quick game. It's it's kind of like a rapid-fire question. Mm. All right? So yeah. really, really quick. It's got it's got 10 questions. It's And consider everything you've already done, okay? Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, what is your biggest goal? Uh, Boston. Finish. Dream race. Uh, Boston for now. A pre-race song. Pre-race song? Uh, anything by Pearl Jam. Favorite professional runner? Uh... Well, Sarah Sellers, because I met her in person. Well, I met a few of them, but I, uh, I like Sarah's story. Post-race food. Post-race food. Well, I like, I like coffee, so I'll get coffee and probably some kind of pastry, even though I'm keto, we'll get into that I was, was going to say, <laughs> uh, roads or trails? Roads or trails? Oh, no, I'm a roadrunner, asshole. <laughs> yeah. Favorite race distance? Uh, 26.2. Group running or solo? Uh, I like both, but uh, I need I need both. Favorite shoe. Favorite shoe. Shoe? Oh, uh, well, I don't know any different. Fresh Foam 1080s by New Balance. All right. Yeah. Good job, man. That's ten. All right. <laughs> I got more answers. <laughs> if you... That's a great job. Great job. Um, well, I mean, that's that's a great story, and it's and your story's only been of running three years, and you've already accomplished a lot. You know. Yeah. Um, you've accomplished what? some hope to do in a very long time you know um so you yeah it i wrote when i I did my race recap um on facebook and um i just wrote that it wasn't supposed to happen this fast you know it was just not in my it was not in the realm of possibility yeah to qualify or at least meet the standard for boston this soon this quick i thought it would take five years um to develop enough knowledge and fitness Mm -hmm. to be able to put up you know, qualifying times and ended up taking two. I also learned you can qualify for Boston but not run it. Uh, that's something else you learned. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we've had a couple of people from San Antonio that, that have been through that, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like a, what would you say, um, it's great news, but then it's sad news at the same time. Yeah, but it really, it really helps. Even if you qualify, and for me, even if, well, now... Because of COVID, we I just had a conversation yesterday with the running mate, Carol Vajas, that we don't know what's going to happen, right? 
with Boston 21. Yeah. We got to get through Boston 20 first, which yeah. is now going to take place in September of 20. So we don't know. We don't know who's going to not go, who's going to go. Maybe this will be the first year they don't adjust the standard. Uh, we can get into that in a future yeah. podcast. It gave me confidence as a runner that, hey, you met the standard and now run faster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A couple minutes faster. <laughs> I need at least a couple minutes. I'd like to get down to 320, I think, in Albany. That's should guarantee you. If I had my choice, I would run there again this coming October. So we'll see how that goes. I may sign up for it, and if it doesn't happen, I can defer it, I believe, for okay. the next year. But, you know, of course, it's my favorite race because of what happened. Yeah. Plus, my aunt still lives there. It's going to still be a small race. Um, if you go to the BAA website, it's one of their top 20 marathons for qualifiers, um, you know, along with all the big ones, you know, CIM yeah. and, and even New York, Boston, London. But um, it's the ones you never heard of, yeah. you know, yeah. and it is fantastic. I mean, it's usually like 99 to 120 bucks <laughs> to register. Yeah. And uh, I would be wearing their shirt today, but it was too big. It was a long sleeve <laughs> And, of course, everybody knows the shirt sizes are a crapshoot. You know, a medium is not a medium, and a small is not a small. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it depends if they run out. But I have a big one, so I guess I can wear I can cut up the sleeves or something. But, yeah, man, I, it, was, it was a great experience. And looking forward to where the sport's going to take me, I'm not even going to worry about any other marathons uh, other than putting up a good qualifying number and then uh, getting to Boston and finishing Boston and actually I don't really have a specific goal in mind for a time if that ever happens for me when I get there I don't know if it'll be two years from now or three years from now or yeah. five years from now I was talking to Jonathan Saturday and he said you know he he mentioned it and he mentioned he took the words out of my mouth like if I ever make it to Boston I wouldn't race it I think it's um, just you would just I think just enjoy the moment yeah talking uh, uh, to Bo Beckman mm -hmm. from Downtown Run Group another shout out that guy's got a wealth of knowledge too man you know <laughs> I just pick his brain whenever I have a moment with him all these guys that have been there done that and seen a lot and he's like you run the world majors for the experience. You know, yeah. you don't necessarily have to hammer out a PR, but you get there. You know, yeah. whether you qualify, whether you get the lottery, get a lottery, uh, enjoy the experience. Yeah. So yeah, I do agree. It's it's I will enjoy every every step. <laughs> well, that is a fantastic story, JP. Thank you for coming by and uh, not just being a visitor, but hopefully, you know, we'll continue to do this uh, so long as people enjoy it. <laughs> I don't know, man. It could be all of our three listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I mean, with, with everything that's going on, I mean, well, a lot of us are stuck indoors. Well, we'll talk um, about that. We'll, we'll talk about maybe that. Maybe the later. next episode. Because yeah. we got to cover about three years worth of stuff yeah. in one episode. Maybe multiple episodes, but we have time to catch up now because I think the running world's on hold. Yeah, pretty much. So we'll we'll get caught up so on many all topics. Of... And if you guys, anyone that's listening, if you have any topics you'd like to have us talk about or put, you know, cover, cover, just let us know. I mean, there's tons and tons and tons of topics. Um, but again, just want to thank you for listening to us. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and well, not not you know not the actual podcast. Hopefully soon, but you can find me on Instagram as uh, Runner in Texas. Instagram uh, at Keto Avenger. 
There right you go. Now. <laughs> and that'll be that'll be something we'll be talking about. I think I think he'll have to take uh, the topic. On, I'll, I'll be the one learning on that episode. Yo yo, we'll see. You know, yeah. well, I mean, just your story alone. You know, of yeah. how you even started that because we didn't even touch that. No, I, I, we got a lot more to talk about, <laughs> and that's why we started doing this. Yeah. Uh, Daniel and I just, you know, every time we get together and, and anytime runners get together, you know, the best thing about that is you never get bored with the conversation topic. Never. Because it just goes on and on, yeah. you know, and uh, it's nice when you can find other runners that don't get tired of talking about running. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Some may be annoyed, but eh, we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> But again, thank you for coming or for listening to us, and uh, we hope to hear from you guys.